friends in the struggle that we affectionately call middle age. We're two Gen Xers with a lot to say and we hope you'll enjoy listening to our perspectives on life, family, relationships, and other important topics that are touching you folks in the middle. Now by no means are we experts in any of these topics, but we have and are living through the struggles that we'll be unpacking. Through sincere conversation and some gentle debating, we hope that we can find some common ground or that we can at least entertain you. Although we'll be talking quite a bit about the middle, all listeners are invited. Please share your perspectives through our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, or email us at stuckchuckinthemiddle at gmail.com. If your perspective is something that Charlie and I can comment on, we'll be happy to share it through this platform. Now, before we get started, I'd like to state that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast or through any of our communications are solely the views and opinions of the hosts or those expressing them. In other words, we will only speak for ourselves and we do not and we will not speak on behalf of other persons, organizations, or companies. Additionally, we are not therapists, mental health professionals, advisors, or counselors. The material presented here is meant to entertain you and is based on our own experiences and opinions. If you think you need help, please consult a professional at your own discretion. Finally, We have had many different experiences involving many different people, and you should not assume that our descriptions of persons, places, or events are explicit to specific individuals, places, or events. So we're taking a little bit of a different turn today, friends. I feel like we're in bizarre world. I know. So um, just so y'all know, disclosure, Charlie is typically our producer, if you will. So he likes to um, write our material. He likes to be the one to gauge what we're doing, what we're talking about, how we're talking about it. And I told him, I'm real fucking tired of you thinking that you can tell me what to do all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to do it and do the producing myself today. So therefore, you're going to be hearing me moderating our podcast episode for today. And if you guys think I'm better at it, go ahead and vote for your favorite podcast moderator. <laughs> me or Charlie. All right, Scorsese. Let's see. Let's go. <laughs> I always have to turn everything into a competition, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Charlie, talk to me a little bit about what's hurting you today. What's hurting me today? Um, well... That, that cat that we mentioned in the bonus episode. Um, he's you not know, bothering you. He's not bothering you. He really not. But I think that... No, he's not bothering me. So, Jose is not bothering me. Jose. <laughs> Jose the cat is Jose not bothering me. Jose Snoopy. Jose Snoopy is not bothering me. It's the dogs trying to use him as a toy that's bothering me. <laughs> Keeping yeah. the dogs... Away from Jose Snoopy is is what's bothering me. So little Franklin, our little Maltipoo, who we just love to pieces. Um, he thinks Jose Snoopy's a toy. He thinks Jose Snoopy is a toy. And just a little background, I think it was we um, had a little party over the weekend for my birthday. It wasn't really a party. It was just kind of like a little gathering. It was a celebration. Yeah, you know, I wanted to, you know, have some family over and we made hamburgers and we attempted to watch 
scary movies, but that didn't go well. But we just hung out, mm -hmm. and the damn cat was here, and we didn't have a name for the cat. And everybody just thought that we would name the cat Jose because that's Charlie and Charlie hates the cat. And then Chris, uh, our cousin, hates Snoopy. We were watching The Great Pumpkin. And we were watching The Great Pumpkin. The Great and, Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. But we wanted to give him a little Latin flair. And so we well, started we saying, Jose Espooky. Snoopy. We said, Espooky. Espooky. And then we said, oh no, let's call him Snoopy. Snoopy. So that's how Jose his name. So when name. we make a reference to Jose Snoopy, it is our cat that we are, air quote, fostering. Mm -hmm. I heard he's an Spurs fan. He <laughs> <laughs> I freaking hate you. Um, so today, what's hurting me is I had to go back to work after being out of work for four days. Yeah, you took some days off. I did take some days off. I needed to regroup. And you didn't even have to go in. I didn't. I had to regroup. Um, felt a little good. You know how you guys um, are always, you, you hear about me and my back hurting all the time. It was not hurting at all. I think that my back pain comes from stress. Stress from work? I really do, because it was not hurting me for the last four days. And now all of a sudden it's hurting again. So um, again, I'm gonna have to unpack that and, and we'll think about that. But mm -hmm. so anyways, but so I know that a few weeks back, you and I had talked a little bit about um, an episode where we had about grief, specifically obviously losing a parent, losing a loved one. Um, and we also spoke a little bit about like what our loved ones really meant to us, right? And what their legacy is. Um, so I thought that today's episode is kind of going to touch on that, some of the topics that we're talking about a little bit. Um, but we're also going to talk about a celebration that is had here, I know, and it, I think it's mostly done within the Hispanic community, Hispanic culture. Yeah, it's kind of catching on. It is. Uh, but it is. But it, I mean, it's a we've, Mexican holiday. We've been doing this since we were since Snoopy kid. was a pup. Since <laughs> yeah, since Snoopy was a pup. Um, Dia de los Muertos, right? The Day of the Dead. Um, it, you know, I know that like for for me, it's I don't remember it being a very big type of thing, um, but I remember it being referenced. Um, I know right. that you've kind of talked about it, that it wasn't too big um, within your own family. No, it wasn't. Mom taught us more about um, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, okay. which is related, Yeah. Um, but it's not exactly the same thing, It's but there are threads through the two holidays. Right. So I think that what that happens because, and I, and I may be saying this right or wrong, the 1st of November is All Saints Day. Correct. The 2nd of November is All Souls, Souls Day. Day. Right. Um, which is the and day Halloween of the Dia is, de los Muertos. Right. And Halloween is All Saints Halloween Eve. Halloween is All Saints Eve. Yeah. So it's, you know, kind of in succession um, where you you basically are kind of celebrating your, your dead, right? Um, those have, mm -hmm. that have those gone, that have gone beyond. beyond before us. Um, so... I think that, you know, a lot of people kind of see that the All Saints and All Souls Day is kind of the same, a little bit. Um, they see them the same because they basically kind of fall in succession. Within the same period. And there are yeah. threads between them. Yeah. Um, and there are some countries that the celebration even extends over Halloween. Um, and apparently in some of the cultures, the celebrations take place all the way up through November 6th. Um, couldn't find any specifics on that example. I guess it was just kind of like a hearsay or some things that you may have read somewhere or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like a, it was a reference, but I couldn't find anything specific 
about the countries that celebrated on November 6th, but it was just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, and I think that the important thing about that is to say that Dia de los Muertos is not Halloween, right? Yeah. Halloween is obviously um, Halloween where we, some, you know, kind of celebrate it more around the commercialism of it, if you will, right? It's mm -hmm. about kids going and dressing up and, Kid you know, and candy. Kid and candy, you know, doing whatever that, that you want to do. Um, but obviously the symbolism of the Dia de los Muerto, the Muertos is the, the sugar skull, right? right. Um, skeletons, you know, um, people, you know, th things like that. Um, Halloween is sometimes considered um, All Saints Eve. Um, but again, it's it's they're not connected. Um, so I think that for the purpose of the episode, we're going to refer to the festivities of the Dia de los Muertos, right? Or mm -hmm. the Day of the Dead. Um, and then just kind of talk a little bit about some of the traditions um, that have come of it, right? And right. what we do around it, how we celebrate it here within our own home. Um, because I think that we've obviously adopted a little bit of it, you know, as mm -hmm. we've had loved ones that have gone beyond before we met. And then even when we've met, as they've impacted us both, right? I think that as we've met, we've celebrated more. Uh, I did find an article in History.com on Day to the Dead. Um, and I'll share the link in the show notes. Yeah. So uh, this holiday is a Mexican holiday uh, with origins and Mesoamerican traditions combined with traditions of All Souls Day, which Sander mentioned from Spanish influence. Uh, as I stated earlier, the article does make a point of stating Dia de los Muertos is not Mexican Halloween. Although they do share some traditions, they have threads between the two, and there's things like the skeletons that are common between the two. Uh, it also states, the article also states that the tradition continues today and is particularly rooted in Aztec celebrations. And the Aztecs, they believed that when a person left the earth, they were required to pass through several challenges to read Chikunatmichlan, uh, which is the land of the dead. And they would, the, the living relatives would leave food and water as for those who passed as as they struggled through their journeys to ultimately reach their resting place which is called Michtlan and uh, the tradition carries on today as we leave offerings uh, food beer is a big thing mm -hmm. the beer whiskey uh, for Shots. your family at altars or ofrendas right mm -hmm. so those traditions stayed in place uh, and that's where you kind of see how the Aztec celebrations and the Spanish celebrations of All Souls Day melded together and became the Los Muertes. Interesting. Of mm -hmm. course, you, you have to give us a little history lesson there. That's what I do. <laughs> so how about um, talking about a little bit, like how, what kind of personal connection do you think is out there that kind of keeps us to celebrate it really like like you know what what what's the personal connection to it yeah so like i said i didn't celebrate it uh much as a kid it yeah. it was something when i met you that we celebrated more i was aware of it mm -hmm. but uh we keep an altar in our house year-round yeah with our relatives the Dia de los Muertos altar mm -hmm. and if you've never seen one if you've ever been to mi tierra here yeah. in san antonio they they, they keep altars year-round with their relatives and, and local leaders and uh, and celebrities and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's that's an example of that. So an ofrenda is basically uh, an acknowledgement an of the person. It's an altar mm -hmm. of the person who has passed. You might have some of their favorite things, their pictures. Their picture is important mm -hmm. to keep a picture of them. 
So we do keep a picture of that. That's something that's more recent for me and something that you and I celebrate together. Mm-hmm. So you never like did that kind of stuff like at Mm-mm. home or with your family or anything? Nope. No, not at all. Yeah, I, I think that like for me, I don't remember that even my mom was very big about it. Um, I think that it started a little bit more when I was with the girl's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, his family is very um, into Mexican culture, very, right. very into that. Um, you know, and there was a lot of things that I kind of like took on, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I knew that it was important. It's not that I didn't, mm-hmm. but I think that I didn't understand more of the meaning around it. Mm-hmm. And so when that started, you know, that was obviously a way for me to kind of think about, okay, so like how, how is this integrated? And I, and I always thought that there was something that was a right or wrong way to do it, mm-hmm. right? There really isn't. Like right. you can do it any way you want to do it, right? right? And I think that like for me, the way that I started to kind of think about it and learn about it was that, and I don't know if you've ever caught on to this, right? But for Halloween, the day the day of Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you'll see that our little altar, the candles light, mm-hmm. right? I light, we have like flameless candles that are done right. battery operated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I turn those on because apparently how I've read it is that you're supposed to turn them on the, the days coming up, right? Sure. Yeah. So that your loved ones will know, will find their way, will find their way back to mm-hmm. you, right? So that's why I turn them on and, and they stay on until the 3rd mm-hmm. of November um, because that's just the way that, you know, I interpreted it and, you know, it's just kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, our, our friend Marty, right? Like we'll mm-hmm. put on Marty, by Marty's picture, we put like a shot. Shot of Maker Mark. Shot of Maker Mark. mark. Um, you know, for, for Marty, we put it there, you know, for my mom, we make a dinner. Yeah, we will do Dos Equis, Um, but we also like make dinner, right? So like mm-hmm. we'll make some dinner that she used to like or, you know, whatever, right? So there's just little things that, that we do to try to have that personal connection. And I know that you can't go, you know, cause your, your mom is, is buried in the Valley. So, right. you know, we obviously can't do that, but um, we tell stories. I think we talk about your mom, you know, as well. You talk to me about your grandparents, and mm-hmm. you know, we talk to um, about mine. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, we're gonna put um, our our Jack's picture, even though he was a dog. Yeah. I get it, so, but that's the thing. That's the beauty of it, right? Like you can right. put whomever, whatever you want to. Now, something I, I admire about this community is that they have a city altar, right? So. Um, the Dia de los Muertos Fest. They have a whole weekend celebration. Weekend celebration. Dia de los Muertos or Muerto Fest is yes. is a big deal mm-hmm. in San Antonio. And they have a city altar. And we've had our family members' pictures yep. on that altar for a few years. Yeah. I, I started, when they started doing Muerto Fest, and they asked about the community altar to bring in pictures and stuff, um, I started to submit my mom's picture on their community altar and um you know we'll 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 send you know we'll we'll add some some pictures for you guys to see it on our our socials so that you can kind of see some of the things that we've done um as we've started to you know charlie and i you know when when his mom passed we we add his mom's picture there so every year we do my mom we do his mom um when our friend marty passed 
a few years ago, um, we added his picture, right? Like, it's just a way for you to not only celebrate them, mm -hmm. but also there's a lot of people within the community and or like here, like our family, yeah. right? So it wasn't just something that we could see. Right. It was something that others could see, you know? And I, and I know that some of Marty's friends, when they know they go out there and they see him there and right. you know They've so it's there. yeah so it's like a big deal so you know it's just a really nice way to i think honor the the people that have left us yeah i've seen a picture of somebody that i grew up with on that oh on really that altar. yeah so somebody had actually added their picture to the altar mm -hmm. um which i knew that person had passed away yeah but i didn't expect to see the picture on the altar and i've, and I've seen that before so yeah. that was that was surprising, but uh, pleasantly surprising. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, and it takes a little bit of preparation, right? Like, I think that for us, like, some of the ways that we prepare for it, you know, and we were actually just kind of talking about this today because the way that we have it set up, um, it's unfortunately, right, it's kind of growing, right? Um, it's getting big. It's getting bigger. Um, you know, so we were kind of thinking about like how are we going to expand the altar? Expand it, yeah. Because I like having it up year mm -hmm. round. That's just something that brings me comfort. I, I And I, on people's birthdays, like folks' birthdays and stuff, well like for Marty's on his yeah. birthday we typically leave a shot. We leave a shot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll or, leave a shot. Um the the altar that we have is it has my mom's um picture when she turned 18 mm -hmm. so that picture that has that it's it's a very old old picture it used to hang in my grandmother's house my mm -hmm. grandmother had a wall and i know my cousins if you're listening um my older cousins they you you remember this i don't know gladi if you'd remember this or not because you're you're a little younger than us not that much but just a little, little. Um, <laughs> but she had this wall and the wall had all of her kids pictures mm -hmm. and I want to say that they were high school pictures like their graduation pictures but I remember that they were so nice because pictures back then they were sort of black and white it was like yeah that, um, it was like that yeah where it looked like it was painted right right but it really wasn't it was just the mm -hmm. way that they did the pictures and they she had these all of the same frames. I'm sure like my Tia Nena has that same frame. My uncles have the same frame. Um, I'm sure their families have those pictures, but it's that picture that I have of her. And I have these um, artificial flowers. Mm -hmm. They were, they're little pink daisies right. that were on her casket right. when she died. Mm -hmm. I made it a point to take those. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the ones that are sitting on the altar right now um you know so it's just like little things like that that you know you you definitely want to put you know your little touches to them and i don't know about like i know that some people like really kind of go out and like do decorations and you know yeah do like the marigolds and you know things like that and i've thought about it but i i don't know so we don't know this here but in mexico they dig the bones up like shut up no no they do <laughs> you freaking liar no no they do they dig the bones up and like and do what with it have a party and then when they're done they buried them you know? no oh my god you know what you need to show me a picture i mean a story it was a documentary i saw uh but i'll show it to you i mean it's it's i see it with my own eyes so i assume that's what they're doing i'll show you the documentary i, th I saw this like 
15 years ago. I don't know where what kind of stuff you're always, like, doing. I don't know why you do that. But we don't do that here. Well, I'm glad, because I don't it's know about digging somebody up. Illegal. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I know that, like, we kind of talk a little bit about, like, what our, you know, little altar looks like and stuff. And so, I know that we've had we added some pictures of your grandparents right and we have your mom's picture up there yeah um is there like maybe something that like you thought like from a significance that like it's an important holiday for us i mean our house is decorated in the art yeah um we we have your their picture right above you is is i do like i don't know why i don't know why i like about them i i and it wasn't something that just like happened. I just I like the way that they look. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Interesting, I guess. And even the picture behind you. I think Denise gave me that picture one mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago for a birthday or something. And it's got you know it's a nice little woman and she has these little skeletons, you know, as a head piece. As a headpiece, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. I mean, I, I they're just I just like them. Right. Um, so what about like, I know that we kind of talked a little bit about them. So from a food perspective or like dishes or something, I'm like, what did your mom like? Did she like like certain things? Cause I know that like, we kind of do a lot about like, we, we obviously give Marty, uh-huh. <laughs> we give Marty alcohol. Um, <laughs> uh, Marty would have liked that. Um, you know, we obviously make some dinner for, for my mom or something. So, like, what are some things that you think that maybe we could do, like, for your your family? For mom? Um, mom and her tortillas? I do. I have tried to replicate the tortillas, sometimes successful, sometimes not. Wasn't successful this last time. Right. I used too much fat. Um, but I'm trying to remember. Mom used to like, um, so... Mom is the only person that I know that liked fruitcake. <laughs> oh, God. Like, she the, liked, like the Christmas fruitcake? No, she genuinely liked fruitcake. And she liked eggnog and fruitcake. You like eggnog? I, because Mom liked it, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We don't like that. I'll you, eat fruitcake, but I... I you uh, like eggnog. It doesn't repulse me. It smells weird. No. I don't like it. So do a lot of things. Uh, but I know she used to like um, that... Uh, peanut that peanut patty the pink one the oh yeah the mexican one the, well i mean i think it's american food too but that peanut brittle it's not peanut brittle it's like peanut it's like, patty yeah it's a patty and it's pink it's pink yeah and, and it's, it's got peanuts and it's got peanuts and it's, it's nothing but pink sugar basically oh with, she with loved peanuts. that my grandma liked those she loved that my and she liked used, nuts too yeah. my grandma used to buy me the ones and and that's probably why i still you know have issues with cavities to this day and i don't even eat candy as much as i used to mm. but she used to I, I was a little silver tooth badass like i had a lot of silver teeth um those little like caramel things that have the pecans in it oh, those things are so good mia loves those the bars yeah okay so that's uh leche we used to call it leche but it's um what's it it's like a derivative of caramel yeah yeah, it's that. Mia loves those. Yeah. Mia can eat that stuff. Like We called it leche quemada, but it's called, like, I don't think it was dulce de leche, but it's something like that. I think like it's that. something I like remember, that. I can't remember the specific name. You used to be able to buy it at H-E-B Yeah. all the time. Now you can. You have to go to, like, the Michoacana or something to find that kind of stuff. Do you remember there was a candy, and it was made with pumpkin, Mm-mm. and they would, like, caramelize it, like, 
and you would tear it apart and nobody sells it anymore but they used to sell it even at HEB I've never seen it. HEB Bakery it's Probably like in the valley pure they, sugar. Probably it, in the valley they did that. Uh, maybe. It's pure sugar. It's made with some kind of squash or pumpkin or something, and it's candied. And it is, like, decadent. And Never you just tear it apart. Yeah. Never heard I'll of have it. to look it up and see if I can find the name. But, yeah, we, we had a lot of that as kids. So the same thing that you are talking about, my dad really likes those barras, yeah. those bars hmm. of... Um, of the caramel, of the caramel. It's like caramel. But they, but I just like the pecan in it. I used to pick up the pick out the pecans and just yeah. Eat the pecan. I mean, you can buy it down the street at the at the Jalisco. They still right, well, sell it. I know there. at the Jalisco they sell all that stuff. It's yeah. probably like Was five it from Panifico, right? The bakery Panifico. No, Panifico is the one that's down by Yassi. Yeah, over. but they sell it at the they the, that's who oh that's who supplies the Jalisco. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh, hmm. interesting. Learn something every day. You really, really do. Yeah. So I know that like when we do that. The girls are obviously adopting what we do, right? Mm -hmm. they, they see that. Do you think that maybe they'll, like, what do you think that's going to look like? Do you think that they'll maybe, like, do that kind of stuff? I don't think so. I think that, I don't know. I just don't think that they'll do that. Maybe if they think have their, I mean, Mia has her own place and she doesn't do it. This is true, but I think that they will. You think so? Yeah, I do. I, I wonder. I also. I, I kind of wonder, like, what it'll look like. The thing that I like about Dia de los Muertos is that you're not buying any gifts for anybody living. No. Um, you are remembering and celebrating those who have who have left us, right? Right. Um. So I think that's important. Yeah. Um. And I, I just think it's it's one of those holidays that it's full of art. It's full of food. It's full of drink, you yeah. know. So I think that as you um, uh, you don't know, expand that, I yeah. think that it's just something that they're going to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I do think the girls will continue to celebrate it. That's my personal view on it. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, and and I think just because not. It's just and it's theirs. It's theirs to keep. So. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, but I just, I just hope that they see it as more than what it's kind of commercialized too, right? Because it's becoming commercialized. It really is. Like you know, they they sell freaking altars at fucking Target. Like I saw that last year. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, or do I mean, you have any coupons? I I might. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think that that's a bad thing, to an extent. But I other also, cultures are separating or celebrating it too. So I mean, maybe, but I just don't want for it to turn into like a gimmick. You know what you I mean? You don't want it's it to turn from a sincere holiday to an insincere. Exactly holiday. right. Yeah, like Valentine's Day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let's cut the shit. I will accept your gifts on Valentine's the Day. Steak. Yeah, and anything else that you're going to give me on that fake holiday. But I don't want for this to turn into that. You know what I mean? Right. Because I think that it is, to me, it kind of means something, right? And it, it's something that I, I'm, it, it means something to me, and I want for it to continue meaning something to my kids and to yeah. their kids and you know, I hope whatever. That, I hope that they make it their own. Yeah. I hope me they too. celebrate it in their own way because it is about you celebrating those who have gone in the way that you want to celebrate them right 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 so i think girls if you're listening if you're going to continue celebrating the holiday you know make it make it your own do it do it the way that uh, you know you want to do it and that you think best reflects the memories of those that you loved 
Yeah, I agree. So I think that like when we kind of talk a little bit about the commercialization of what this has turned into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that along with that, that people maybe misunderstand or have maybe turned it into something else already because of like, you know, for like the Coco movie, right? I yeah. I loved the Coco movie. We were actually just it's talking about it. It's a very sincere movie. It's a very movie. sincere movie. It's mm-hmm. so sweet. And I think the very first time I saw it, I fucking cried like a baby. And if you've not seen that movie... Mm-hmm and you are looking for something that kind of makes a reference to it or whatever, it's a great movie to watch. It's a definite... They did a good job. They did a great job with it, I thought. They didn't insult the holiday. No, not at all. But, you know, but I wonder too, right? Like, you know... And they used Mexican actors. (laughs) That's so important. Like, I think it's so important. Um, But I wonder, right? Like, do you... Like, I wonder if that's what it may evolve into. You know what I mean? Like... And, and you know me, I'm such a freaking pessimist. I, I automatically am thinking about, like, oh, no, they're just going to ruin it. Or, you know, they're going to yeah. do something. You know, like, I just don't want for that to happen. Well, we don't celebrate it the way our ancestors celebrated. And well, our... we're not digging up bones or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like we're missing an opportunity there, but go ahead. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, man. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, so you mentioned Coco. That's... Part of the pop culture uh, notes that I wrote. Of course. So Coco obviously was a big deal in advancing the holiday as, at least in the United States. Although I read that it's celebrated really worldwide. They oh, celebrated yeah. in Italy. They celebrated in Spain. It's a Mexican holiday. It's they celebrated it in Spain. Yeah. They spelled. They celebrated throughout Europe. They celebrated in like Czechoslovakia or well but Czech like, Republic. So like, what? How do? They, what do they do? Kind of similar to what we do. Well, because remember that these all of these countries have Mexican consulates, and okay. so it's kind of circled around that Mexican consulate. Mm-hmm. And so I think that people relate to like the whole remembering your ancestors type deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it's celebrated huge in in the United States. We the the freaking Disneyland has an offer, oh, no, yeah. has an ofrenda, and they have well, the yeah, big but because of Coco. But they had it before, I believe. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, Were, they had it was before. it pre Coco or post Coco? No, pre Coco. They had it before Coco. They okay, had the I'm ofrenda. Not gonna, I'm not gonna. California Adventure. Well, remember that California has a big Mexican community. Well, that's true. I mean, that is. I mean, California is. It has a big. How do they have that shit in Florida? I'm just asking for a friend. Uh, they might. I don't know. Uh, It's a good question. Kick it out, probably. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) You know my feelings on Florida. I don't (laughs) know. I love my gente there. I love my people there. Por supuesto. Um, Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. Pop culture, the Book of the Dead, isn't that like um? It's another. It's another Disney. Well, not I Disney. It's like an animated. No, no, it's animated, and I think it even predates Coco. It does predate Coco because I, be I remember it. No, I remember but it. But it didn't. It wasn't as big. You know, and I think that it wasn't as big because was it Pixar? It was a different. No, no, it wasn't Pixar. It was the book, was the book of Life. Book of Life. It wasn't sorry. the Book of the Dead. It was the Book of Life. Book of Life. I screwed um, up. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> but it was still with Hispanic actors, except for Joaquin, who was played by Channing Tatum. Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum, and I don't know if he's Hispanic or not, but um, they. This was the thing when they. How did it Channing go? Channing Tatum. 
It was a story who followed a bull rider who on the day of the dead embarks on an afterlife adventure to fulfill the expectations of his family and friends. Was that a Wikipedia article? It wasn't a Wikipedia. Yeah, it was Wikipedia. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't take off. I've seen it. I mean, it's cute. It's cute, mm-hmm. but maybe because it was a little bit different. I don't know. I don't know what it was. You don't have that, Disney money. You don't have Disney marketing. <laughs> I mean, I guess not, but I mean, I don't know that it wasn't. I don't know who it was. I mean, it says it was Disney. Oh, yeah, was it? It was Disney. Yeah. Oh. The Book of Life was from Disney. Oh, there you go. I mean, why it didn't take off the way that it did, I don't know. It only got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, 83 is pretty high. So we're going to have to make a point of watching it this year because I have not seen it. I mean, I've it seen portions na- of Coco it. Coco was 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Oh, so that's significantly really higher. So, yeah, you're going to have to watch The Book of Life. It's it's, it's a cute movie. I've, I've watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Water for Chocolate. <sighs> yeah. I mean... Every freaking time I watch that movie, I cry. It's yeah, such so a beautiful movie. It mentioned it in the articles I was reading. I don't remember the the other those muertos references within the movie. I don't think that it's because there's a reference to it per se. I think that because of the way that it takes place, it's mm-hmm. a story that's told by a young woman that mm-hmm. you come to realize sorry if you haven't seen it i'm gonna ruin it tita. yeah <laughs> it wasn't tita it was That's tita. <laughs> <laughs> um it was her grandmother who she was telling the story about so it's basically that she's telling it from her Got recollection it. or from her stories that were told to her mm-hmm. right or what she can remember about mm-hmm. it right so not necessarily that it has a Day of the Dead reference, but it's a story about her ancestors, ancestors that were there before her and how they transpired into what brought her to where she was at. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see the reference mm-hmm. to it because you're kind of talking about, you know, like right. the family line, if you will. Um, but, you know, it's such a, it's such a good movie. I mean, and, and I like it when you watch it in spanish because i think that if you can i mean obviously they have subtitles and i'm i'm bilingual to an extent where i understand spanish i can't i can Mm -hmm. speak it i just have to think about it but when i hear it and you see the subtitles it's totally wrong but in well, Spanish, it's their, it's, pros, it's their approximation right, of, of, of what they're saying. Of what they're meaning, yeah, yeah, the translations just don't do it justice. But it's such a beautiful movie in Spanish. It's difficult sometimes to translate from one language to the other and for it to mean the same thing. Exactly. Because if, the, the words are just... And those of just, you that are multilingual will understand what I'm saying. Yep. It's it's just completely different. Yeah. Um, I don't think... There was a James Bond movie. It's called Spectre that ha- made a big deal about Day of the Dead. And this was never seen it. Like 2015ish. Really? Yeah, and I think there's a scene where James Bond is in Mexico, and they have a big Day of the Dead scene. Mm-hmm. Now they're probably playing on the death quality of Day of the Dead, or I don't know. I don't know what the director's vision was, but it was it was one of the first movies that like heavily featured Day like of Day of the Dead icons and stuff like that. Sorry, Sorry the hounds of hell are, are barking <laughs> in the back of us. <laughs> That was ace, I can tell by his bark. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I don't know what, like, 
I don't know what we would do if we could ever have like one episode without like a dog barking somehow. Yeah. Or a kid closing doors. Or a kid doors closing or... doors or, you know, you could probably hear, you guys probably heard, heard Lauren in the, the episode for Halloween talking. Um, but anyways, it's funny. That's, that's, that's real life, right? We're not even going to sugarcoat it. We're, yeah. we're a noisy kind of house when we have people around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that obviously something that really strikes a when you think about it in my opinion sometimes when you think about like the dia de los muertos or you think about mexican culture or mexican art you can't think about it without diego rivera or yep. frida Kahlo. you just mm-hmm. can't like it's just it's it's they're heavily hand, premiered yes, and they're hand art. in hand hand yeah. in hand um i don't think that diego rivera had more his was more around like the the farm workers it was more around the the beauty of the vegetables the fruits the day-to-day life that they had you know and and i think that you did see some things Mm -hmm. of his they were uh, to me i when i think of diego rivetta i think about more the mexican community if you will right Mm -hmm. like what some of the farm workers and some of the things that happened the 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 blue collar if you will Mm -hmm. right when you get into Frida Kahlo, right, obviously way before her time, completely way before her time, mm-hmm. but she had so much feeling, I think, mm-hmm. and if you know her story and if you followed her and really understood some of the tragedies that she mm-hmm. went through, she focuses on death a lot yeah. in her art. And I think that when you think about that, I think that's why people just gravitate towards her uh-huh. when they think about like this holiday, if you will, right? Is right. that it's kind of like, okay, well, when you think about Day of the Dead or you think about things like that, then you kind of bring in Frida Kahlo to right. that, right? That's just my thought. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I do think that her, she has this, I don't want to say obsession, that's not right, but she had a lot of like near-death experiences early in life. She there did, that and bus she, accident. Lost, she lost many children. She lost a lot of children. She had near-death experience herself. Yep. I hope I'm not misquoting that. No, she did. Um, she almost died. And she lived kind of her life in pain. In pain, constantly. Physical pain. Physical Emotional pain. and Emotional. physical pain. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she reconciled at the end of her life with Diego Rivera before she passed away. Yeah, they got back together after. Uh-huh. I think they were together for like 25 years off and on. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So if you ever see the... I, I'm, is it called Frida, the movie with Selma Hayek? Yes, it's Frida. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, she was very... Um, she made it a point to be very close to what really happened. Now, granted, some of it was dramatized, right? Right. Um, but I, I've heard and I've read that, you know, her recollection of it or her story was was pretty pretty spot on mm-hmm. um but it's a great it's a great you know movie if if you're into that you know and i think that that's the other part of it right is that from a commercialization perspective like i don't and maybe that's just me you know kind of mm-hmm. thinking that like i don't want for that to be it's it's not a gimmick you know like right. i think that's what makes me sad like when i see frida Kahlo stuff all over the freaking place right it it's it's everywhere yeah. and it's kind of like you know do you just like it because it's almost pop pop culture, if you will? Yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's yeah. Just me. Maybe I've just had too many beers already. But I don't know. <laughs> I've only had five songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've only had a couple guys. Uh, um, one thing that uh, I did read about was, and this was kind of part of the de los muertes 
in the pop culture sense. So it has to do with something called Calavera poems. I don't know if you've ever heard that piece. Uh-uh. So a Calavera poem is written for a living person that somebody's alive, a living person alive, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's written like as an epitaph for a living person. Uh, as if they were dead, and it's meant to uh, be irreverent, kind of insulting. It's Aye. filled with sapphire uh, or satire, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, they were even made illegal at one point. Well, um, I don't see why you. I mean, I, I see why. Why would anybody yeah. want to? Well, do it was that? basically our ancestors' way to throw shade. Remember that there's times in Mexico. <laughs> what the? <laughs> there's times in Mexico where, like, it was. You know, the, the the government could be a little impressive, especially in the 1800s mm-hmm. during the Patria, you know. So, um, th- this was popularized by Jose Guadalupe Posada, who was also, uh, he's also known for uh, the Calavera Catrina. So, Calavera Catrina is the skeleton with a big, yeah. beautiful hat and big, right. beautiful dress. The Catrina. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that was part of his creation. It's an iconic skeleton with a big European hat, and it was meant to actually mock Mexicans to dress like Europeans. Wow. So, the Catrina is dressed as a European, and mm-hmm. it's meant to mock those that would dress as fancy Europeans. Um, that's it's something that's easily identifiable, and, and the Katrina has turned into like a very iconic. Oh symbol. yeah! I mean, when you go to Muerto Fest, there was those, in Coco. She was in Coco. Oh, yeah. she was in Coco too. But mm-hmm. when you go to Muerto Fest, they have two huge Katrinas. Yes, yeah. they're beautiful. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, so you teach me something new every day. That's what I'm here for. It's one of the services I provide. <laughs> So, it was definitely uh, meant to be satirical, but it has turned into a very important symbol for the holiday. So, that well, was that, a little leave That is interesting. That yep. is very interesting. Yep. So, so, looks like, I mean, well, I mean, producer, how did I do on my I first, you did pretty well. on my first, you know, yeah. episode did pretty well. of leading? You know, we're going to start you at $25 a week and see where we go from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll settle for a bar tab at Bogart's. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, friends, I am. I am. Um, Thank you for joining our Stuck in the Middle podcast with Sandra and Charlie this week. We hope that you enjoyed taking the journey with us. Please note that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views and opinions of the persons expressing them. We're going to see you next week as we dive into additional Gen X topics and how we navigate through age and life. Until then, remember that if you're feeling stuck in the middle, you are not alone. You're ruining the outro.